Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of Relationship Radio. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing itstartswithattraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to itstartswithattraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. It was a slow decline. Seven years ago is when Brandon and Carrie's marriage started experiencing troubles, but they didn't realize it yet. Over the years, they grew apart. And even though they were living in the same house, work, kids, and the daily occurrences of life started tearing them apart from each other until one day, it seemed like everything came crashing down all at once. What did they do next? And where are they now? That's what we're going to explore in this week's episode of Marriage Radio. Welcome to the Marriage Helper Podcast, where we believe in saving marriages and strengthening families. I'm your host, Kimberly Holmes, and today I have the pleasure of talking to two absolutely amazing people who, at one point, neither of them wanted anything to do with their marriage. They both wanted out. And I know that many times when people find us at Marriage Helper, their marriage is in this kind of dire straits as well, where one of them or both of them want out of the marriage. Brandon and Carrie came through our Marriage Helper workshop about two years ago now, and they came when actually neither of them wanted to save their marriage. Their story is absolutely amazing. It is fantastic. And We are excited to talk about not only what things were like before they went to the workshop, but also what they learned at the workshop and how their life is now, what their marriage is like now that has made all the difference in the world. If you're interested in learning more about our workshop that has a 77% success rate at saving marriages, then you can call us at 615-472-1161 or you can visit us at marriagehelper.com. We would love to meet you at one of our workshops in Nashville, Tennessee. But without any further ado, here's my interview with Brandon and Carrie. I'm here with one of our graduate couples, uh, Carrie and Brandon, and they are 
absolutely amazing. Um, hearing their story, this is going to be just a great interview. I'm so excited about this. Um, Carrie and Brandon, let's start this way. When the two of you, before you ever came to a marriage helper workshop, can you kind of paint a picture for us about what your marriage was like and why you decided to ultimately do something to get help for your marriage? Um, well, we've, we were married for almost 20 years and, um, the last, I guess maybe seven or eight of those years leading up to before we went to the workshop, um, we had just been kind of going through the motions of marriage. We were, um, we were living together, but it seems like a lot of times we were roommates. (laughs) We were parenting the kids, taking them to activities, um, going to church together, a part of activities at church working jobs, things like that. Um, but we really, we weren't connecting as a couple. Um, we weren't being intentional with our marriage. We really had kind of lost sight of each other and we're both feeling unfulfilled. Although that's not what we, we didn't share that with each other, but we were both feeling that way. And so because of that, things like, um, disrespect and criticism, bickering and conflict that had become more of the normal, And, um, until we got to the point where we were, I was, I was unhappy. He was unhappy. And in that process, we both sought out different ways to kind of meet the needs of our unhappiness. And until it got to a point where our marriage had uh, almost completely broken down and Brandon had come one day and, and said that he he didn't want to be married to me anymore. And even though I knew our marriage wasn't in a good place, um, I still, my personality, I still felt like we needed to stay married, but I didn't really realize that we needed to work on things. Um, so do you want to take it from there, Brian? Well, we had never, I don't think in any of our marriage, we had really um, spent a lot of time working on our marriage. Uh, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that, that, in our church and different people offer, you know, there's marriage seminars and this and that, that people I'm kind of put you to, but we always just kind of thought that things were supposed to be good and we were just supposed to naturally get along and, and it would always be good. And so, um, that's part of what led to some of these pieces of us just not connecting and not understanding how to, how to work together on things. Um, and not a, and kind of looking at our marriage as a little more self selflessness instead of selfishness, and I think that's where we had gotten to the point of it was about what I I wanted to be happy and what I needed, and if that wasn't coming across from Carrie, then that wasn't good, and it created a lot of tension and a lot of conflict between the two of us. How long were you in that spot where you were, you just kind of started doing your own things to try and meet the needs that y'all were having before things really got to the point where you were like, okay, something has to change. Well, there were things probably about seven years before we'd gone to the workshop, we really kind of started to really disconnect. I had three young kids, six, four and a newborn. He had a new job. And I began to pour all of my time and energy into the kids and schools and, and other commitments. And he began to pour his into work and, and, and to some other relationships with um, other women. 
And so that, that kind of was a, a breakdown. And even though we weren't really all, even though we weren't necessarily aware of what was going on with the other, that was the past since then we've talked about that kind of he walked down and I walked down until it finally got to a point where I think, as I mentioned earlier, he came one day um, during the summer about seven years later and said that he, he was, he was done. He didn't really want to continue to work on us. He felt like he needed to be happy. And that really, really scared me. And, um, I, I didn't want to let our marriage go. Um, I didn't really understand what was going on either at the time. And, and it was, it, yeah. And it was funny, but it really coincided a lot with, um, or it seemed to kind of coincide some with, uh, this job move that I had gotten and, it was more responsibility. It was more commitment from me. And that at that point we did not handle things well. And so Carrie kind of said, okay, fine. I've got three kids. I got to do this stuff. I got to, I got to do what I got to do to take care of what we need to do on a, as a family. And I just started pouring more into work and, and it was, a, it's weird because it was a really slow gradual thing yeah. over uh, over the seven years of just, um, you know, you would find for me, it was, I, I found other outlets, uh, other people that at that point wanted to, um, listen or wanted to care or show some kind of affection or something and started looking at those as alternatives. Um, and it, you know, so for, it's, you seem like, it seems like when we think about it, seven years is a long time, but, um, it was really gradual. It wasn't like something that was just, oh, we're deciding to go down our separate paths. It just kind of started happening at one point and just started this big chasm, uh, from just a little division. So. And we got to a point, um, about three years ago in 2014 in the summer where that was when he came and said, I don't want to be married anymore. And was looking at divorce and I was grasping at any straws I could grasp at to, to save our marriage. And, um, my brother came to me and said, um, you know, I don't know what's going on with your marriage. Um, but I remember this guy speaking at my college. He went to Harding university a few years before, and his name was Joe beam. And he said, I remember him speaking and telling his story and his testimony, and it was very powerful. And so that had just entered my brother's mind of all things. And he said, I've gone on the Internet and I've looked up what he's doing now. And he's over this marriage helper ministry. And um, my brother said, I've talked to he talked to his wife and he said, my wife and I want to send you guys there. We want to pay for your hotel. We want to pay for the seminar. We want to pay for everything. We just want you to agree to go. This is how much we love you. And we think this will be a good thing. And I was taken aback. It was a beautiful gesture. And I said, of course mm-hmm. I, I will go, but I don't know that you're going to be able to get my husband to go. And he said, oh, you just let me worry about that. They've got people there that can, can help us figure out ways. And I'm thinking, okay, well, good luck. So, um, he did. He had a plan and he came over one night and he took Brandon aside under the, the disguise of some other reason and approached him about going. And at that same time that he was talking with him, um, I actually found um, the truth about what was going on from some texts and phone conversations that my husband had had. He had kept his phone and passwords locked at all times. And 
for whatever reason, um, we look at it as, as it was just time and a kind of a miracle that I was, I looked on his phone and I, everything was kind of revealed or at least enough for me to understand what had been going on. Cause up to that point, uh, Brandon had said there was nobody else. There wasn't anything going on. So that truth was finally out and we were able to, to deal with that. My brother tried to convince me to, to continue. He said, you, you said you would go. And I said, well, I didn't, I didn't know what the truth was. He said, it doesn't matter what the truth is. You, you said you would go. I'm going to hold you to that. And I said, okay. So he convinced us both to go. And a couple weeks later, uh, we got on a plane and, and flew out to Nashville. So that was kind of how we got there. So you had, you didn't exactly know per- everything that was going on when you had first agreed to go. So when you did find everything out, you kind of alluded to this, you wanted to back out as well? Initially, yeah, I did. I I had had people around me during the time where he was telling me that he didn't want to be in the marriage anymore. Um, People had kind of thought there might be something else going on, but they weren't exactly telling me that. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. They were just praying for us. And so when I found out, it's one thing to think that something might be going on, but when you're really faced with the truth of it, it can be very scary. And I thought I'm not capable of handling this, but, um, my brother just said, no, you know, he grasped me by the shoulder and said, no, you agree to go, I, you know, let's just see what happens. And that same night I, I did, I left home for a little while to try and deal with it. And I came back and, um, Brandon and I faced each other and I said, I, I stand by, what I had been kind of telling him the whole summer long was that I want to, I want to work on our marriage, but, um, I can't do it if there's somebody else involved. So if, if I I don't want to be second and he said, no, I understand. Um, I don't want you to be, he, he committed to me at that point. There was so much we did not know at that point, but we had both said to each other that we wanted to, recommit and to try and reconcile, um, not really having a complete grasp of exactly what that meant. And like you mentioned, all the truth wasn't out and wouldn't really completely come out till parts of it at the workshop. And even days, weeks, and months after, as Brandon became more comfortable sharing the truth and I became more of a safe place for him again, that's when things started to kind of come out. But initially, Brandon said he was so fearful of losing our marriage and our relationship that he said yes to me. And of course I'll work on it and I'll go. Wow. Brandon. So if it weren't for the brother, what would you have agreed to do anything? Um, The interesting thing was we had, um, you know, this was kind of going all through the summer and this was on uh, in August at the end of the summer. And we had attempted at one point, I had agreed to go to counseling and we saw, you know, a local counselor around here and, um, most of it was just, you know, I just said, I mean, I was, it was lies. I didn't agree to anything. I didn't really, I was really closed off to it. And, um, I remember Adam, her brother had come over one time and we had been talking about just the struggles and he didn't mention at that time, but he said several times, you know, do you want to get help with it in this? And we talked about it. And then days later came again and, and asked, and I don't know, 
um, it, our conversation was was very. Um, I was very closed off to our conversation, and was not overly interested in looking at that as an option. But he was he was very very pushing the uh, pushing that as a thing. And so then once Carrie found out, and um, you know things were in the light, it created a very di- different atmosphere with it. And at that point, I, you know, I agreed because I felt like at that point I was presented with a choice, basically. Um, right. You know, I, I knew that there was no way that both could coexist. Uh, at least that's, I mean, that's the way I felt about it and chose to stay in my marriage and chose to stay with my wife. And at that point, that was, um, that seemed like a good al- alternative to be able to start working through it really good alternative. But there was also, I think you had said to me, there was a lot of fear at that point when I said, I can't be second. I I needed to have a choice. And I don't know that you even knew exactly what that meant, like the whole reconciliation thing, or I did, but it was just fearful of losing. Because we did have, like we talk about marriage helper, we did have those ropes to each other and me threatening to cut all those very quickly was too much for him. And so we just, Said, let's try it. Yeah. I, lo- I love this. Okay, so you get on the plane. Like you said, you get on the plane, you're headed to this workshop. What were your expectations of what was going to happen during those three days? And then what did you experience at the workshop? It's interesting because I think, and I, I don't, it's been a while, so I can't speak for Carrie exactly, but you know, we went to this other counselor and it was uh, just some questions here and there. And it was um, kind of an amicable situation, I guess, is one word I would use. And so the expectation was, you know, I simply had gone to the website a little bit and looked at it and knew a little, but not a huge amount about it. And so I kind of went in with the expectation that there's going to be some talking, there's going to be, you know... Um, that's simple things, concepts, that kind of stuff. And so to get there, it was, it was eye opening for me, just from the standpoint of, um, I don't know the other word, another word to use other than blunt, uh, just a very, um, direct approach that Joe took. And we had, um, Jeff was there, Joe and Jeff were doing this at our point for ours. And we had a couple of counselors there, but they were just so direct and faced really just put it squarely as to what the situation was. And so that, that was very, very impactful for me. And the other side of it was having two men up there who went through certain experiences. Um, wasn't just someone who was talking to me from the standpoint of, Hey, this is a concept. This is a theory. This is what we believe. This is what people have said. This is, no, it was, this is what I went through. And this is where it took me. And it was just, there was, there was so much validity in, in that experience that it, it really resonated. I don't think we could have imagined in our heads something that was just like that because we'd been to a few marriage seminars, counseling. And it, it, it's, those things are really good, and they're great tools. 
Um, but when we get to there, to the marriage helper and it's this room uh, full of people and you don't know them at the beginning when you start the breakout sessions and you start realizing we're all in really difficult circumstances. Uh, most of us were. And to have a, a room like that with those people and the vulnerability that was shown, um, that was, there's been nothing else that we've experienced like it. And, and it, that made a really big impact on us. I don't, we couldn't have imagined when we were going there um, exactly what we would have encountered. So, Yeah. A lot of times what, when people are asking us, you know, what's the workshop like? That's such a hard question to answer because yeah. <laughs> especially being as close to it as we are, but it's like, how do you explain to someone um, it's not the same as counseling. Like it's completely different, mm-hmm. but then you're in this large group format, which people who have done marriage seminars and stuff before, it's like, Oh, well, I don't want to just sit there and, and listen to a bunch mm-hmm. of people lecture the whole time. And it's like, well, no, it's not like that either. So how would y'all explain like when you walked into it, what did you think of the format and how would you explain that to someone else? <laughs> um, I guess I would say, you know, the format is, was really good from the standpoint of it, it, it gave a lot of good information. Mm-hmm. And so there were times where, you know, I guess I could say there's three parts to it. The first part is great information, um, really relevant information. And some of it that didn't really realize uh, that it was in that kind of format and, and some of those things. The second part for me was the fact that there was a lot of people who had experience, so there was others there. And so beyond just some ideas, there was concrete stories that were told. Um, You know, Jeff went into several stories, Joe went into stories. And so there was, it's like a practical application piece to that particular information. And then the third part was the breakout sessions where it really... um, it forced you to think about your, our own situation, my own situation, and then have to relay that information to others. Uh, I, don't, I don't think everyone always went, but a lot of times, even through some uncomfortable times, people, um, you know, people had to kind of look at themselves in those situations and they, um, they were given feedback about their own personal situation. So it wasn't, you know, it was very personal from that standpoint. Yeah. The, uh, okay. So let, let me ask you this question. So you get to the workshop, you're learning all these things. What are some of the things that you learned at the workshop that just really made the biggest difference either for you individually or even both as a couple that when you left and went home, it was like, everything can be different now. Um, I think, um, you know, one of the things first off was the the talk of limerence and understanding a little bit more about how that worked. Um, not that it's an excuse for what happens in certain situations, but um, just a better understanding of how how that looks and and what you're kind of going through. Um, I would say that's one of them. Um, the love path was something else that really helped kind of understand um, the pathway that you take uh, through that. 
and the different areas, both how it affects you emotionally, how it affects you physically and, and that part. Um, and I would say for me personally, and I'll let Carrie mention some other things possibly. Uh, another thing for me was we talked about um, guilt and how to get through some of that. Um, in fact, mm-hmm. um, you know, we were blessed in that one of the, Joe has several books that, that he has written and one of the giveaway or one of the things they did was give away, uh, you know, a book occasionally. And we were given the one uh, on guilt. And so we, we were able to learn some information about how to deal with that. And then that was even a, a gift that we had that we could take, I could take and I read and really helped me get some practical applications as to how to deal with that too. So, yeah. Um, for those are great. I've forgotten about the limerick, so yeah, that was really applicable. For me, um, personally, I really was trying to examine um, myself and how kind of how we got there to this place so we, we could get out of it and not go back. Um, I kind of realized a lot of the, the not being a safe place for my husband over the years, not accepting him for who he was. Um, there's a lot of that the accepting your partner and not making them into what you want them to be, but accepting them for their, for who they are, um, warts and all. And I really realized I had not been doing that. So I've had to work really hard on accepting him and, um, for who he is and not making him into something that I feel like I need or another copy of me, which sometimes we do in marriages. So that was, that was really impactful to, not being critical, being respectful, being a safe place. And then working as a couple on the reconciliation part. Of course, when we left, we were just at that beginning stages of that. And so not really realizing what that was going to entail and then having to go home and put those things into practice. um, That was very meaningful. We'd have to look back on things like that to remember how to keep moving forward instead of staying stalled. (laughs) Yeah. So at the, so when you walked in on Friday morning, were both of Mm -hmm. you on the same page that you wanted to try and make the marriage work? We actually were, um, (laughs) we were, we had both agreed to do it. Um, and we would sit there during the, the workbook sessions and those were writing stuff and sharing stories and things like that. And, and, there was so much good um, material given on how to do that. And some of that stuff we had actually already kind of been putting into practice, um, which I guess that was probably, we look at as the Lord leading that path. Um, And then other parts were like light, light bulb moments where we were like, Oh, this is how we get through this next step. We were on the same page. We didn't, I think I mentioned before, we didn't really know what all that was going to mean, but we knew we we wanted to try and do it and give it our best shot. Right. Um, so here's, here's another question that I think a lot of people have when they're listening to this. So they think, okay, well, if you've gotten through kind of the worst part of a marriage crisis, but you know, if your husband or your wife eventually comes back and you decide to work on the marriage, then is it still worth going to something like the workshop uh, was it worth the time? Was it worth the effort? Do you feel like it helped your reconciliation process to happen as opposed to trying to do it on your own? Oh, definitely. Yes. Uh, yes. 
I, I, you know, there's in looking back over the, some of the material, I mean, there's a lot of pieces that we've continued to work on, um, forgiving their steps, reconciliation, um, that I, I just think we were, are so valuable and that really put us on the start way, starting path of being able to, um, understand. And one of the things we've learned over the past couple of years is that, you know, when we first got back together, we were thinking, okay, this is, this is good. And we've got all this great information. Um, but we've, we've hit stumbling blocks along the way. And so Mm -hmm. this really, this really kind of helped, um, put us in the right direction to, to learn how to deal with some of those things. And so I would recommend that the interesting thing about it is when we got there, we sat next to a couple who had, um, gone a year before. Gone a year before, and we're coming through again to review the information again. And they were a blessing to us, just from the standpoint of um, we were able to talk to them from time to time and, and hear their story, and that gave us hope. Um, we were able to hear some things about how they had gone through, and and that helped us a lot. And so I think it is very valuable. Um, for us to have, even though we had decided to reconcile and decided to go down that path, for us to have gone there and to learn the things that we learned there, uh, and then to see that others, you know, feel it's so important that they've even visited again. I think you could probably go, you know, if one spouse is not ready for reconciliation and one spouse is, or both spouses aren't, or both spouses are, or you're even in the reconciliation, your mind and heart are in such different places throughout the whole process even up to a couple mm-hmm. years or so. And, and you take valuable information from it, no matter what stage you're in and can apply it. And I've even thought we're three years out almost from going. And I thought it would be great to go back just to, just to go back and to see and to, and to hear again, because we're in a different place, but, but the information is valuable no matter where, what stage you're in. Absolutely. And I'm sure that y'all saw people in your workshop and maybe some of the couples in your breakout group who were um, probably a good bit of them. There was at least one spouse who didn't want to be there at all. Um, yes. Do you remember the the kind of changes that you would see over the three days in some of the other couples that were there? Yeah, I, there was, um, it was interesting to see the different dynamics of, of several different couples. Um, there was a lot, I remember not only there, but then in our breakout session that were, um, that were really still struggling a lot. And one of the, one of the, most of them, one of them was not looking at reconciliation, but I do remember, um, multiple couples, you could see the progression that they were taking through, Mm -hmm. um, that you could see the progression that they were taking through to try and work through and get closer to that and to be understanding. Um, the very powerful moments too, to see somebody else going through that. And so that was, uh, I mean, I would consider that a huge benefit to us. And then even to see some that, I mean, when they got there, they didn't even want to speak to each other Yes. and were at least talking through things by the end of the weekend. Uh, it just, um, right. It was, it was, it was just neat to see 
others going through that. And, um, and to kind of feel that that's where we were, you know, weeks ago, weeks before that, right. it would have, it could have been different. Right. That's amazing. So one of the things that we always love to stress is that we simply teach you tools and things to do when you get home. And it's when you go home and when you get back into that real life environment, it takes that dedication and that intentionality of doing these things. And clearly the two of you have done that. And that's, it's amazing. It's so inspiring even to me, just to be able to speak to you and, and hear about how you've taken it to heart, how, how much it's blessed you and how y'all are being blessings to other people. What would you say to someone who was in the situation that y'all were in? You know, you said that it was kind of a seven-year buildup. What would you say to someone who was in your place maybe four years ago where things were getting pretty bad? Maybe you didn't know everything that was going to be coming up in the future, but knowing now what you know now, what would you go back to and say to someone who you would see in that situation? Um, I like that you chose the word intentionality. <laughs> that probably, that could be our motto, I guess, that, that, you, that your marriage can be wonderful. It can be beautiful. It, you, your partner can be your best friend, but it takes, intentional I mean everything so many things in life we do are intentional and we had the mindset that marriage should just kind of fall into place and that was so far off um it requires that commitment to put each other first and that is a sacrifice um but it's well worth it and the blessings we've seen come out of you know three years later and I have I have my best friend in a way that I've never had my best friend. I mean, even before, even in our early years of marriage, it wasn't the same. It's like Joe had said, you know, you can't go back to your old marriage. You have to almost create a, a new marriage. You still have your kids and you still maybe even have your job and some same things, but we've had to create a new marriage and that's been really hard, but it's um, been very worth it. And there are so many things that have come out of it that we didn't see or you really didn't even ask for, really didn't hope for. And we've received those things. And a lot of that's been because we've been intentional. Brandon's worked very hard to be consistent and transparent and to try to create a safe place for each other um, and to turn to each other in, in our life struggles um, and to accept each other for who they are. There's just, that's throwing out a lot, but that's a lot of what we've learned to try and do because it does require work, but, um, any good thing does really. Yeah. And I would mm -hmm. say, um, you know, it's kind of like a feeling of when you have done something, um, that's had a negative impact on you. Like, you know, if you touch, if you touch, if you take a bite of a really, really hot piece of pizza and you burn the roof of your mouth, you want to tell other people, Hey, don't, don't take a bite of that because <laughs> you're going to burn the roof of your mouth. And right. that's, that's where I think we're, we're at now where I would say there's such a, a hunger for us, for me. And I think for both of us to, to look at people and say, um, you know, really take a look at where you're at and listen to the things that are out there because, um, 
we've been in that place and we're in such a better place now because we've been able to look at what the things Carrie talked about, about being intentional with each other, about not just expecting it to happen, um, about putting ourselves second and put the other person first. And that's, I think, a hard thing, um, especially in our society today, because we're so much about, um, you know, what we want and to being happy. And life's not all about that sometimes. And there's so many blessings that have come through us reconciling and us taking the time to look how we can put each other first. And when I do that, I receive blessings and I receive, um, you know, a lot of happiness and a lot of joy with the things just from being able to, to put her first. And you mentioned, you said earlier at the beginning that you had three children. Is that correct? We do. We do. Yeah. Three boys. Three boys. It's, you know, I just always think when I hear about how people can change their habits and they become more intentional, like you were just talking about, these are things that not only are you doing right now in your marriage and will continue to do, but they're things you're teaching your children of what marriage should be like and, and how it works. And so that you're setting them up for success, hopefully, uh, you know, being more open about what marriage really is and how it can be hard, but you work through it and you're intentional. And so I just can't help but think how you're leaving a legacy in the fact that you're doing this. Well, and I, it's just amazing. Yeah. And it, one of the things we learned at the workshop, I remember in a breakout session, I will, I, I'll never forget Terry Cheatham was in ours. And um, one of the couples was talking about how, how difficult the situation was and how they were going to get through it and what their kids were going through. And he got down in front mm-hmm. of them and said, the best gift you can give is showing your kids your commitment and how your marriage can be transformed and they can see that. And we, we didn't know that at the time, but right before we had, as we were working on our marriage after we reconciled and after the workshop, our kids started seeing things in us, things that we were doing differently, everything from holding hands, which we hadn't touched each other. You know, that wasn't even a common occurrence to spending time on dates. And and they looked at us one day and they said, this is, this is, this stinks, mom and dad. Would you just go back to being normal? Like you were, we're not comfortable with this. (laughs) And we looked at each other and we were so taken aback. We're like, wow, they've, they've seen us for so many years be so disconnected that they think holding hands or going on a date is, is weird. Fast forward to three years from now, they joke with us and they see us doing these things like, Oh, they're going out again. Or, Oh, y'all stop, you know, holding hands or whatever. And, and I'm flashback to Terry saying that we've, that our kids have seen how our marriage has been transformed. And we hope that that will be, a gift to them that, like you said, that we know that they've seen many years of us struggling, but we hope that the the good things they've seen in the last three years and how we have been open and been talking about how our marriage has changed will help them. And they can take that, like you said, into their marriage. So I just will never forget what Terry said about that. So That's so powerful. The, the one final question I want to ask for you, I think I already asked you a final question, but this really is my final question. Um, <laughs> what, would, 
What would you say to someone who you were talking to, maybe they're your friends, maybe it's a sibling, kind of like it was in your situation, but someone who they just want out of their marriage, what would you say to them? Some things for them to consider before they walk away. Um, I, I think <laughs> the biggest thing um, that I thought through and realized once this, once the, the affairs came out and all that, um, just I saw the consequences of my actions in that. And there, there were so many difficulties that we, I mean, it's dif- there's difficulties at first with the kids of them not understanding why there's friction, why there's, why this is going on. Why do you have to go to Tennessee? And, and, and to give some of that information of what you, what you've done as a parent, as a, as a spouse, um, there are consequences. There are consequences to this day in our relationship and the trust that I'm going to have to build back in our relationship. And so occasionally this fleeting thought comes into my head of what happens if I had walked out that door? What happens if we had gotten to the point where we split up and um, there are huge consequences that I'm now seeing um, with friends and with others as we're starting to try and minister to some other people. Um, You just see huge consequences with to family, to friends, to the relationship that you have, to your kids. And it's just so hard to see those things happen. And that was one of the things I really took back from, from especially from some of the things Jeff said was the consequences there. If you just simply do that without trying to work through a situation and see how you can improve the situation and how it can be better. Thank you both so much for your time. <laughs> Is there anything that either of you would want to add as a, as a final thought? I mean, mine was that one. I think you, you, you hit me at the final thought. That was, that was kind of what I wanted to finish off with. I don't know if you had something, Carrie. Yeah. Well, y'all are absolutely amazing. I've absolutely loved getting to talk to the two of you for the past 30 minutes. I, this is just going to be a huge blessing to others. And I just thank you both so much for your commitment to each other, your commitment to, as you were just talking about ministering to other couples. Um, absolutely amazing. Thank you both so much. Thank you for having us. We hope that you have enjoyed this amazing interview with Brandon and Carrie. If you want more information about our workshop that we do for marriages, our Marriage Helper Workshop, you can call us at 615-472-1161. You can visit us at marriagehelper.com. Or if you're calling internationally, we have people fly in from London, Australia, Guam, Germany, China, all over the world to come to our marriage helper workshops. And so if you're calling internationally, you can call us at 866-903-0990. 
We're doing a special $500 travel voucher for the month of March. If you want to get in on the workshop, we would love to have you. We would love to experience this with you. And it's not just for marriages that are in crisis. We love having the marriages that are trying to reconcile, that are trying to just be better than they were before. We would love to meet you here in Nashville. So give us a call, connect with us. We are here to help you. Until next week, have a great marriage.